past ten. Some real <clears throat> big stuff is happening in Australia right now. They've cancelled Parliament and Question Time for the first time in history. And Jared Watts going, it's a job, so he wants to tell you all about that. We'll do that in about an hour. But back to the banality of Morning Brew. Here's Steve Vine. Yes, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> How are you? And when it comes to banal, <laughs> I do it for the entire Greater Bay Area. <laughs> You're doing brilliantly. This is the first time we've been together. I for know. I know. Oh, dear. I haven't slept. I've had pencils to sharpen. Yeah, yeah. Have you missed I me? I've I, I missed. Miss doesn't even start. <laughs> nice one. Well, I'll tell you what. I, I'll tell you what I, that was a lie. <laughs> I've missed two cracking yes. news weeks. Yes. Um, did you go to town about Andy Ho? We, we, might have, we might have discussed that, yes. And I think we might. I mean, if you want to just have another. Let's have a quick crack at that before your, we get into I am the. Your, you know. No, no. So this week. He writes a letter. I mean, he is the master of provocation. He writes a letter to Trump saying, why don't you include Hong Kong in your trade war? Because Hong Kong is indistinguishable from, from the great People's Republic. Incidentally, in case the listener didn't know, we're part of the Greater Bay Area. Did you know that? I just want to mention Greater Bay as Greater many times. Greater Bay. As ma- so he writes this letter, which obviously, you know, I mean, you can imagine in the White House... Trump and his advisers, the secretary, Mike Pompeo, sitting there and goes, oh, my God, we've got a letter from Andy Chan uh, in Hong Kong. We'd better act Andy on Ho, this. Andy Ho, I said. Andy, uh, I think he's Andy Chan, isn't he? Is Andy Ho now. <laughs> <laughs> this is how off the planet I have yeah, been when it comes I, to Steve Vine's corner. I think we'll call him Andy Chan just for the sake I think of convenience. Should, actually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway. So, I mean, you know, it's obviously a piece of Horlicks. I mean, the great the guy's got the so, best free free PR. So so Im- immediately, you know, a response from Beijing, a response from Carrie Lam. I mean, these people are beyond stupid, and I'm really being polite here because otherwise, you'd have I'd have to say what I really think. You know, he is he is pulling their chain, and they are flushing for the whole Greater Bay Area. It's just extraordinary. Yeah. It's not serious. I don't think for one moment the State Department is now reviewing the whole sanctions regime. I don't think also, so. <laughs> we've got a letter here from Andy, Andy Chan. <coughs> Mr. President, I think we should act. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I mean, they're, they're just a bunch of morons, honestly. Well, I mean, it's, this, is, this is the PR business <coughs> at its most perfect. Yeah, I mean, if, if, you, if you were sitting there as he does, he's thinking, how can I make a bit of bit of mischief here? He goes, hello, hello, I've got it, I've got it. I'll send a letter to Trump. I'll, I'll, I'll post and I'll a tell copy, everybody I've done I'll it. I'll post a copy on, <laughs> on Faceache or whatever it's called. And, um, you know, and, and, and the usual suspects will jump up and down. They didn't jump up and down, they leapt up and down. Yeah. So, I mean, you know... And, and so it shall continue. He, he, he is somebody who, who leads a party which, at most, has two dozen members. Yeah. Can we have some perspective here? Yep. Could we get an adult to come into the room? No, I don't think so. By the way, I was half right. His first name's Ho. <laughs> oh, well, give me a break. <laughs> I'll give you a break. <laughs> Not too much of a break, though, because you know how it goes to your um, head. What else have I missed? There's well, been lots of shenanigans with wall, walls and cracks and sinkings and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a nightmare. But... Can we can we get to the just of the just of the the what's it? Go on. Then. The just of the. I mean, I read this today in the South China Morning Post on the front page, and it says that President Xi Jinping has issued a rallying call to Communist Party cadres in in charge of um, propaganda and ideology to close ranks around the party core. That's what I'm trying to do today. What's it mean? 
No, he said, it's cop, do your grammar, Steve, to close ranks around the party. Cool. Cool. <laughs> and it says this is because, especially because of the trade war. And this is, this is very interesting because I regard the SCMP more or less as a party paper. And I, I quote directly... I take it you don't write for them anymore. I do. Or you certainly won't I do. Be. Not the bits I write aren't. But anyway, <laughs> um, it says uh, the, because of the escalating trade war and, and I quote directly, clearer resistance at home. I mean, that's interesting. What's that? Well, that means, that means growing opposition inside the country. Now, the Communist Party doesn't normally talk about that. That's been whispered about for ages, Well, it by might the way. have been, but, yeah. I mean, if President Xi is talking about it, and he uses the word clearer resistance, I, I hope the comrades at, at the Post have correctedly, um, correctly quoted him. That's very interesting. I mean, to me, that's absolutely fascinating. So I wonder what that's all about. I know what it's about in the sense that the, 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 the Xi programme is to ramp up the propaganda war in all sorts of ways and on yeah. all sorts of fronts, including in the Greater Bay Area, of course. Um, but um, it's the clearer, the clearer resistance at home that, that, that I find interesting. I mean, does he mean in Xinjiang with, with, with growing restiveness among the... the I'd say no, because uh, we don't talk about those We don't guys. talk about Ouija's. We don't talk about Tibet. So those are, those are two taboo subjects. Yeah. Those are red lines you mustn't cross. So <laughs> mainly we mean the core of the country, not yeah. the periphery of the country. It does sound like it. It's very, does that mean anyway, we're worried? Or not quite, really? I don't know. I don't know. But I'm just finding it interesting. I think it's one of those, um, one of those things that... that, that they used to um when i god all right i'm gonna say it. when i was younger in a newsroom where you get somebody who says get on to it <laughs> now. Words, we don't know what you're doing but get on to it yeah so i would get on to it and so i haven't yet got on to it but i'm i am fascinated by this ah. so um let's see let's see what that means anyway it's I'm, not it's not the norm for the apparatus there to in any way hint or, or acknowledge, acknowledge, acknowledge to yes. anything i mean they, they 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 what they do and they do this very consistently is talk about splittist activity Split. uh, um you know like andy chan leader of the powerful two dozen strong and the people's Hong front of judea <laughs> <laughs> Yes, say no to vegetarians confront as well. I mean, all of these things, they're very powerful organisations, but, you know, maybe not to be mentioned in dispatches. Yeah. So they, they do sometimes talk, as I say, they talk about splittists, they talk about subversives, always undefined, and they always talk <laughs> about foreign influences. So, you know, no Chinese person is smart enough to think for themselves, but if they're influenced by foreign influences, of course, they get... Aren't you seeing a little pattern here? Isn't this so, a, is this a grown-up version but, but, of what we're seeing but here? But this is, this, is, this is something different. Oh. This is actually talking about clearer resistance at home. I, I'm very interested in that. But we're saying that. independence people are growing and they're a force, but that's, it, that's what's happening here. So you're planting that seed so you can knock it down. Well, that's, that's another old trick. I mean, um, you, you know, authoritarian regimes are always, always have a problem with whether you acknowledge or deny the existence of an opposition, whether you suppress it or you completely kill it off, whether you tolerate a bit of opposition so you can prevent a liberal face or you, you just have a total wall of indifference. And even, even the most solid of authoritarian regimes, you know, they waver. 
Yeah. I mean, until until they're in a spiral of destruction. I mean, when you look, um, and the, this is this is a good example because it's it's so black and white. When you look at the last days of the Nazi regime, <coughs> which of course, as it was crumbling, became more and more paranoid. It wasn't that in the earlier days that they'd tolerated resistance of course they hadn't i mean that was why you had the holocaust and that was why you had the ghastly things that the nazis did it wasn't that it was in the last days of the nazi regime the paranoia in fact more or less immobilized the regime because they couldn't trust anyone they felt that you you know the nazi leadership felt that the army wasn't to be trusted this one wasn't to be trusted that one was trusted their only response was Paralysis, And they all started topping themselves. And they started topping themselves. Well, that was right at the end yeah. when they knew that somebody I'm else... I'm leaving Hitler out of this because there's a great theory <coughs> that he cleared off to Argentina. Yeah. 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 OK. That's it. It's a theory. <laughs> it's just Eva that went, yeah. <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Go. <laughs> no one... Um, but a lot of the, It's well no, known but, that well, a lot of them did. No, so, a lot yeah. of... Uh, but, but they were not... Well, that, I was going to say they weren't... Um, uh, major figures, but that's of course not true because Eichmann, who was the, one of the architects of the Holocaust, was one of those people who went. And of, you know, anyway, my point is mm -hmm. that that with authoritarian regimes, they really, when they get paranoid, they their response is tends to be panic and paralysis. So I don't know what's happening in the echelons of the Chinese Communist Party. Funnily enough, I haven't been invited to the recent Politburo meetings. Don't know why that is. But but there is something interesting here. And but, maybe I'm extrapolating a mountain out of a tiny little molehill. I don't know. But if you're trying to it's follow... It's worth a, mentioning, though. It is. If you're trying to follow a trail here, I mean, you know, we're in little but very annoying Hong Kong. What, what maybe a knock-on in any small way, shape, or Well, I or mean, form. you see the... I mean, let's... I'm sorry to keep coming back to Andy Chang, because I really do not think he's the most important political you're doing what the figure. Other, you're, you're doing. I know. <laughs> but, I mean, but this, this, this excessively overexcited response to someone who clearly doesn't have any kind of major following in Hong Kong, just tells you there is something very panicky going on at the moment. It does rather. I mean, you know, uh, uh, you know, I was reading some idiot um, who said, you know, if I, if I was in Britain and I, 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 I wrote a thing and I criticised the Queen, I wouldn't be allowed to, to remain there for one second, I'm Naughty. thinking. Good morning. Of course, Hello. Would they love the that point stuff? is, because the monarchy in Britain is so well entrenched, even though there's a very long-standing Republican movement in Britain, yeah. you can criticise, and the government says, yeah, go away. Well, people say some very, very hateful things in that particular country, and they always get oxygen on the news. That takes us into that area. Do you blank well, them, or do you give them their, their you, you two You get minutes? oxygen, but, but the point is that, uh, uh, that a, a country that is comfortable with itself and Goodness knows. I don't know whether Britain is comfortable with itself in these <laughs> Brexit days. But anyway, you know, basically says, oh, you know, do your worst. Well, <laughs> we're really not interested. Exactly. I mean, do that you, is, if you think yeah. about it, anthropologically speaking, that's the best way to deal with it. Yes. I mean, there, there are people in, in, in the great French Republic who call for the restoration of the monarchy. Well, good luck. They're no. not going to get anywhere with that. <laughs> Nobody does. But, but uh, people say, yeah, yeah, call away, you know. Good they morning. They don't send them to the salt mines. They do don't they? send them to the salt mines. They make Send them to Paris, though. I mean, it's very similar. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> well, that, well, that's interesting, Steve. It um, is, I isn't mean, it? Um, where, where might we find this? Um, we might find this on the front page of the South China Morning Post today. Fair so play, have, have a look at this and to... see what you reckon. Yeah, it's not difficult to find. Yeah. So, and just another thing, which is which is very very interesting, is they were having great difficulties yesterday reporting the meeting that's going on in Beijing between the new Prime Minister, who's the old <laughs> Prime Minister of Malaysia, Mahathir Mohamed, and, and Xi Jinping. Mm-hmm. And the first reports were, you well, know... hello, it's Malaysia and China. <laughs> great, greater cooperation, everybody happy. But Mahathir, while he was still in Beijing, yeah. starts talking about um, neo-colonialism, starts talking about... Well, they are going to cancel a lot of these mega-deals Funnily enough, including a railway. I think, are we getting a railway here? Anyway, whatever, um, which is costing a lot of money and for, for very little purpose. Gosh, that rings a bell. <laughs> and um, he is making the point, and it's interesting that he dares to do it in Beijing. He doesn't wait till he gets home. That, that you know, yes, we want good relations with China, but we don't want to get into the same position as we were with the old colonial regimes of dependency and inordinate pressure hmm. so, so what's he saying he's basically saying you know you've got a lot of money but don't start don't try pushing us around with it that's what he's saying and stop building airports in the middle of our water and 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 uh, yes you see the way those those islands are just ooh, growing a bit, ooh, the south bit china, we're, we're, talking about, we're talking about the south china sea which isn't the south china sea no, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah i know yeah, exactly yeah. what you're talking about yes but these things are the elephants in the room when it comes to these high-level yes. chats aren't they but, I, but meanwhile, meanwhile, it does look as though what used to be known as Swaziland may well, may well end its diplomatic relations with Taiwan. Gosh. Oh, gosh, give me a bit on this, because, um, sh- sh- well, what do you think? What do you well, think? I mean, the, the, again, this is, this is excessive response. The idea that, that, that you've scored an enormous international victory by making Ecuador switch its allegiance from... Uh, the Republic of China to the People's Republic of China. Yeah. The idea that you might be able to do the same with Swaziland, which is now called something else, which I've just forgotten. Um, and the idea that, um, you, you know, you've managed to do it with Nicaragua, etc. I mean, you know, this is peanuts time. And, you know, if if the it is seriously suggested that somehow taiwan as an independent entity will go away yeah because these little statelets are, are no longer running an embassy in taipei well good luck with that there's some i mean it's very inconvenient it's very unpleasant all the rest of it but yeah. among grown-ups good luck with that you hear you hear oh about, incidentally you'd have to shovel a, a, a what's it load of money <laughs> into their coffers you, before you, there's you, a change of you flags hear about all these all these places in the world that nobody really has heard of much, saying, we no, up with China, down with Taiwan. Yes. So here we have El Salvador, which has the highest murder rate in the world, saying, we don't like you, Taiwan. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> in the meantime, still in with Steve Vines. Shows you the perils of democracy, doesn't it? it actually, yes. Western yeah. democracy. Yeah. Yes. Or yes. is this Southern democracy, case, really, isn't case, it, in Aussie? Southern or... <laughs> Edge of the edge of the earth, wherever they are, which is of course flat. Yes, it is. So you know that as well. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, coming back to earth, sort of ish in Hong Kong. So there's this new um, Equal Opportunities Commission survey, which finds that there's discrimination by employers against um, employing women with children. Um, In my other life, I'm an employer, and I'm absolutely flabbergasted that this is the case. Not not through reasons of altruism, let me 
emphasise. Just get on with it, Steve. Put, <laughs> put your caveats away. <laughs> the caveat, that caveat's just gone out the room. <laughs> but the thing is that, in my experience, and uh, what's it, I find that women with children are the most hard-working people on earth. Yeah. Um, they are the, the best... You, you, you know that old cliche about, you know, if you want something done, ask a busy person to do it. Well, I find that women with children, because they busy, they right? kind of have a lot to do and time management is something they do instinctively, they make effing good employees. Some of the time, they're so good because they quite like to get out of the house and, you know, be doing a job. Yeah. Because, you know, back home, there's a lot of washing to do, a lot of cooking to do, a lot of screaming kids to do, and coming to work is a bit of a refuge. So, I mean, I'm just flabbergasted that people are so stupid or employers in Hong Kong, if the EOC is correct in their survey, yeah. um, they say that about 50% of um, employers, given a choice, will always take someone who, who who doesn't have children. I'm thinking, There's why? a big fear here about she's going to get pregnant. She's going to get pregnant. Well, you know, she can have those seven days maternity leave. Well, a bit lavish, if you ask me. But anyway. Um, but, you know, I mean, I just find it... This is... I'm actually rarely talking from experience here, something I know about. I just find it flabbergasting that they are so stupid. I mean, if they have this prejudice, I I just don't know where it comes from. Mm. Other than the fact that it may be men who are making the decisions and they just don't get it. The EOC is opening quite a few can of worms, not just that. Well, it's interesting that they... I mean, it's interesting that they've, um, they've focused on this because... Um, in Hong Kong, you know, there's now a debate about how much maternity leave women should be given. As I say, I think seven days is lavish, but, you know, there are other views. <laughs> Fair play in the government, they get about ten weeks. <laughs> in the government? Not, not in... No, not, no, no, it's saying. not a statutory... I'm ever let it be seen. <laughs> but this is a fact. God, you and, and by the way, in yeah. another survey, I must have, I read it on Facebook. So must be Basically, true. it said a lot of young people here are considering the Hong Kong government preferred employer... For the practical reasons. Yes. Well, you know, iron rice bowl, uh, long leave, blah de blah. No, I, I get all of that. And, and, of course, the Hong Kong government is the biggest employer in Hong Kong by far. So, um Because things, things aren't for, for sure in Hong Kong these days, if you, you know what I'm saying. <coughs> no, get, I think if, yeah. you want a, if you want a steady old life, that may be the route to go down. Not sure it would be my preferred route, but, hey, yeah. some people like that. So what did they actually so, say in this one? Sorry. So, so as, as I say, they, they, the, the survey, the headline item is that 50% of employers, given a choice, will not employ uh, a, a woman with ch- who, who has children. As I say, I, I, I'm just flabbergasted. I mean, how little do they know about the people sense, who work with them? I mean, my, my kind of company mainly has women employed, mainly, as it so happens, middle-aged they women. children? Oh, well, you know, I've said to them the children will have to go. So they don't want to employ women, the, the, the findings, and, the, and then the other bunch don't want to employ young women who might get pregnant. Yes. So uh-huh. who, who... Well, no, 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 because they can always be fired, to be fair. Let's try and be objective about this if they, are, if they do get pregnant. I mean, that's the other scandal which this survey doesn't um, touch on. I mean, there are companies that I know of personally who get rid of women when when they're pregnant, I know. Uh, which is that's the that's an old <laughs> thing. I mean, goodness me! I mean, talk about uncivilized. Uh, I mean, it, you know, it's morally bad, but it's also just stupid. Yeah, it's I know. just stupid. So the EOC, bless uh, them, they they're keep, saying they, not they, a good thing. They're coming up. With some they good are stuff. actually coming up with some good things. We should be nicer to them. 
my, d- not unlike unlike my favourite political party. Oh yeah, the DAB. Oh yeah, they're all heart. So they get up a petition or, or, or they go along and see Carrie Lamb or whoever it is they see about these things, probably wasn't her, and say, yes, all these people in Hong Kong who are seeking, uh, refugees seeking asylum... Oh, send them off to Nauru, send them off basically. To, send them off to um, outlying islands where they won't do any harm. Well, there's two problems with that. First of all, they say they're all fake asylum seekers. I mean, That's, how... How how these great minds in in the DAB know that every asylum seeker what is a is fake, a fake ins- asylum? What is any idea? Is they it mean they're crooks e- on the run, economic migrants. I think they mean also crooks on the well, run. They do no yeah. no they because their point is that if these ghastly people, some of them are a bit darkish, yeah. are allowed to live anywhere near normal people. Yeah, well, that is what these guys That's mean, what and they it's mean. not just the DAB, um, it's one of the will, characters they, they in the will, DAB. They will, well, no, but this is a, an official delegation they sent off to Tamar, very bravely. They're so brave, so brave. So they, they go up there and they, they say, well, it will, you know, cut down on criminality. Um, the evidence for that, the evidence that asylum seekers are involved in high levels of criminality is nil, but... Never mind. We mustn't let that get in where the story. The evidence that some of them are darker than uh, the average population, well, that's possibly true. And the evidence that that they illegally work is mixed. They do, in fact. But then, you know, it seems to me that if you want people to do something useful, give them something useful to do. I'm not sure what the problem is there, but, hey, what do I know? It strikes me that the way you've presented this, it's not the case... You know, per se, it's the angle these guys are trying to take with it. Well, it, it, it's it's a dog whistle. It's a dog whistle. It's a racism dog whistle. Mm. Basically, let's let's call it by what it is. You know, they 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 will go to the lowest con- common denominator if they can find an even lower than lowest con- common denominator. They'll be zapped out there as well. I mean, this is something where you would hope they would be a little embarrassed, but <laughs> seemingly not. <laughs> seemingly not. No. Uh, <laughs> I think we've got time for one more, Steve. Have we got time for one we more? We have. Well, this is crunch week. This is quite interesting. This is crunch week, or possibly next week is crunch week, for the government's highly successful, you know, the annuity programme they launched, where they said that, that people over 65 could um, put in up to a million dollars into a, a, a pension fund and get back... Oh, that's right. Nothing, because... You, you just get back a monthly payment, and if you live... Oh, the annuity. The annuity. And if you live, um, um, I think, if you, if you sign up when you're 65, the average life expectancy in Hong Kong for men is about 80. Yeah. So if you live, say, to 84, you'd actually get four years where you make a profit on that, but that doesn't include inflation. So the idea that there wouldn't be inflation over the next 15 years is beyond belief. So they launched this with great fanfare because, of course, the government has no idea how to deal with the fact that within a decade, 30% of the population will be elderly. That's a very big figure. They haven't come to terms with it. So they said, you know, we've launched this programme. We're, 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 we're allowing $10 billion to be invested. Uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll double that because we expect demand to be enormous. Actually, only 9,000 people employed. The reason it's crunch week is now the allocations are being made. Yeah. <coughs> I confidently predict that a lot of the 9,000 who originally applied for it, when they actually get the thing saying, would you now like to hand over the money, going, oh, I don't think so, because we're not as stupid as you think we are. Yeah. 
So, you know, this is another of these schemes that is complete twaddle. What does the guy who's in charge of it patronisingly say? Oh, well, we need more education. These people, you know... Consultation? No, no. Education. Oh, okay. Education. We, could, they, we need to educate them. They, they, they're basically thick as something Thick-y. beginning with Thick-y. S. Thickies. Yes. And, um, you know, once we've educated them, they'll all do it. The problem is, Sunshine, is that they are very educated and they and do understand they're that it. they're not doing it. <laughs> I'll tell you what we're going to do, Steve. I want to <coughs> wrap up with an email from Umesh who's just written to us. It's, I've no idea because I was away. Yes. Uh, but he says here, last week there was talk about Her Highness Carrie Lan helping Hong Kong bring down the service fee to $10 for tickets on the new high-speed line whenever it opens. Directing quote here. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, for your information, the MTR at the moment has a $12 surcharge on the present Hong Ham to Guangzhou line if you use credit card bookings, even though they do run the railway and tickets need to be picked up at the counter. Well, that, to be fair, gosh, are we going to have to be fair? No, is is, um, is a, a rather different kettle of fish because the credit card charge, what they're doing is putting to the customer what the company pays i mean companies typically pay about three percent of whatever the the credit card is charged back to the credit card company so that's merely recovering that sum of money yeah the ten dollars we're talking about is china travels service taking the michael and saying because we got a monopoly on selling tickets if you're on the mainland you can buy the ticket for a hundred bucks you come here you have to buy them for 130 so because that's the only way you can buy it good luck 